Every knee will bow and every tongue confess. He's the Lord. His name is above every name. And I'm thankful tonight that there's power in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. God's good to us. Thankful for him. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord tonight. God's good. Appreciate our music team tonight and, and uh, just uh, blessing us with this, this worship tonight. And our preacher tonight, he's pulling double duty. He's been running back and forth from the sound booth to the, <laughs> and now he's fixing to run to the pulpit. We love our young people, our young ministers, and, and uh, we appreciate uh, their faithfulness. And, man, I'm thankful tonight for this young man. He's, we watched him just grow up, really, in this church. I mean, he's been here with us just about since the very beginning. So, and uh, watch God just work on him. Never will forget when God filled him with the Holy Ghost at that conference in North Carolina. Uh, he's been smiling ever since. <laughs> and we appreciate Brother Christopher Guy tonight. Let's give him a hand as he comes tonight. Know he's got something good for us from the Lord. Always encouraging. Good to see you. Brother Paul. Good to see you tonight. Thank you for coming out. be asking too much. We'll see. <laughs> well, praise the Lord, everyone. I'm thankful to be here. God is good. God is good. Thank you, Pastor, for this opportunity. I'm thankful for him, for Sister Candy, for Jake, my homie, Annabeth. Love this family. I love all of you. I love you. Thankful to be here. Thankful to see my dad. Also, I'm thankful that he's, he's uh, all right. I don't want to embarrass him, but we actually went on a, a kayaking trip this past weekend, and he, he fell out uh, on the rapids. <laughs> but uh, Lord, the Lord kept him. I, I saw an empty kayak when I was at the end. I was like, oh, no, oh, no. And they said, oh, don't worry. He, he uh, had a part in his own rescue. He made it safe to shore. <laughs> so praise God. Praise God. Thankful for this opportunity. Thankful to be here. Now, uh, a few uh, weeks ago, I did uh, preach to some of our youth, and uh, I promise I'm not going to re-preach that message, but I will still cover some of the same topics. So just just a warning, if, if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> I'm going to start in uh, Judges 16. had a really hard time figuring out where to start specifically in this chapter. But basically, for those that don't know, Samson was used mightily by the Lord. He had a vow to the Lord. He had a certain a Nazarite vow where he couldn't eat certain things. He couldn't drink certain things. He had to keep his hair long. And through this, the Lord used him mightily with mighty acts of strength. He uh, was able to uh, deliver Israel many times throughout his reign as a judge of Israel. But then he got caught up with uh, the wrong people and uh, found a woman that caught his eye. And uh, I'm going to start in 
let's let's start in uh, let's start in verse 15. Now, to give some context, uh, Delilah has uh, been trying has is with the enemies of Israel, but her and Samson are together, and they're trying to figure out what where Samson's strength comes from. And Samson has lied to her uh, three times already to kind of to deceive to deceive her, and that way he still has his strength. And three different times, uh, the Philistines have tried to attack Samuel, tried to assassinate Samson. Sorry, not not Samuel, and uh, he's been able to get out of there. But I'm going to uh, start in verse 15. This is Delilah talking to Samson, and she said unto him. How canest thou say I love thee when thine heart is not with me? Thou hast mocked me these three times and hast not told me wherein thy great strength lieth. And it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death, that he told her all his heart and said unto her, There hath not come a razor upon mine head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me. I shall become weak and be like any other man. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up this once, for he has showed me all his heart. The lords of the Philistines came up unto her and brought money in their hand. And she made him sleep upon her knees, and she called for a man, and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. And she began to afflict him. And his strength went from him. And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. He was confident. He knew the Lord was faithful. He knew the Lord's delivered him before. He'll deliver him again. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. And I want to preach to us tonight on faith to fear. I I didn't say that wrong. Faith to fear. Let's go to the Lord in prayer tonight. Hey God, thank you Lord for this service, for all that you're doing, Jesus. Lord, touch me, God. Fear, Lord, to let us all be good ground to receive your word, Jesus. To be edified, to be changed, to grow in you. Your God, your faithful Lord, we trust you. Our confidence is in you, Jesus. Believe in souls to be one, allows to be changed. Believe in a difference, God. And that you get all the glory, all the praise, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Ask it all in the name, the precious holy name of Jesus. Holiness. Jesus. Give me a hand clap of praise. Can all be seated. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> now I, I know what you're thinking, but uh, I promise you, there, there's been uh, plenty of messages preached, songs sung, books books wrote about going out of fear and coming to faith, faith over fear, and, and I want to promise y'all that this will not contradict any of that. <laughs> God is faithful. We do need to go from a mindset of fear to faith. We need to know that God won't fail us, that he is faithful to deliver us, to help us, to save us. 
Psalm 27, 1 through 4. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. I almost can't say that verse without wanting to sing breakthrough, the song breakthrough. <laughs> though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear, though war should rise against me, and this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all of the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Psalm 43, verse 1 through 2, says, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formeth thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters... I will be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. In Isaiah 41 and 10, it says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. <clears throat> Deuteronomy 31 and 6, be strong and of a good courage, fear not, nor be afraid of them, for the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee, he will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Psalm 56, verses 3 through 4, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee, in God have I, in God will I praise his word, in God have I put my trust, I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. We have no reason to fear. And uh, even when we have fears and even when things go beyond fear and become reality, last year that a lot of fears became a reality for people. people there were people afraid of being alone, <laughs> not being around other people, and that that fear became a reality for all of us, pretty much. It's a fear of being sick, and unfortunately, that became a reality for a lot of us. But it doesn't matter whether it's fear that's just in our mind or our reality. The reality of the situation is that the Lord is good. He is faithful. And he has our best in mind, and we can have our expectation in him, our trust in him, our confidence in him. Psalm 62, 1 through 5, it says, Truly my soul waiteth upon God, from him cometh my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will ye imagine mischief against a man? Ye shall be slain, all of you, as a bowling, bowling wall shall ye be, as a tottering fence. They only consult to cast him down from his excellency. They delight in lies. They bless him with their mouth, but they curse in, inwardly. Selah, my soul, wait thou upon God, for my expectation is from him. 
You can't have your expectation in this world. You can't have your expectation always in people. But the Lord will not fail you. You don't have to fear with God on our side. And sometimes we do have a lot of struggles when it comes to uh, trusting, especially when it does come to people. <laughs> and <laughs> But the thing is, the Bible commands us to love the Lord thy God with all our heart and soul and mind and strength and to love our neighbor as ourself. We're commanded to love the Lord and people. That's that's the only thing that we're commanded to love, but the only thing we're commanded to trust is the Lord. Now, with that being said, we should still strive to be trustworthy. We should still try to strive to be the best we can, can be with loving people, with caring for people, with being there for each other. But I would be lying if I said I won't fail you. And I, the same for everyone. But God won't. Love people, trust God. <laughs> we can trust him. We don't have to be afraid. And Samson wasn't afraid. Samson knew who to trust in. Samson knew where his strength come, came from. He knew his strength came from the Lord. After he defeated all these Philistines with a donkey's jawbone, he cried out to the Lord because he was very thirsty. He was, I don't know if he was actually going to die from thirst, but he still cried out to the Lord. And the Lord heard his prayer and gave him water to drink out of that jawbone. Samson knew where to put his trust. He knew the Lord. He knew God is faithful. But why why did it why did uh, why did it say the Lord departed from him? He had his confidence in the Lord. He knew I'll go out. I've gone out before. Uh, this won't this will just be just like any other time. God's faithful. He's going to make a way for my life. But the problem was that he didn't have the fear of the Lord. He didn't take his commandment seriously. He didn't take his vow seriously and was disobedient. His disobedience caused him to fail. God didn't cause him to fail. In Luke 12, 4 through 5, Says uh, Jesus saying, and I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body. And after that, they have no more that they can do. We don't have to fear the enemy. We don't have to fear the things of this world. But I forewarn you, forewarn you whom ye shall fear. Fear him which after he hath killed hath the power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. And of course, this has been preached many times but when we're talking about the fear of the Lord, we're not talking about cowering under your covers or being afraid, but talking about living in reverence and awe of Him, of how awesome.
that he is. We can't just believe in the Lord. We have to reverence him. We have to live in the fear of the Lord. We can't just have faith in the Lord. We have to go from just having faith in the Lord to having the fear of the Lord. I was looking over this with Samson and just with his conversations with him and Delilah. Delilah said to him, how canst thou say, I love thee when thine heart is not with me? <laughs> but if I, I don't know, I don't know why Samson didn't say this or anything, but I would have been like, listen here, I told, I told you certain things and it just so happened that these very specific things that I mentioned happening to me, one of them was uh, tying up his hair into braids, one of them was uh, tying his arms up with uh, ropes that have never been used before. <laughs> Why didn't he say, how is it that after I said these very, very specific things, these very specific things happened to me, and then I almost get assassinated? <laughs> Do you love me, Delilah? <laughs> but obviously we could tell the answer from that that she didn't <laughs> what he should have said was oh you want to know where my strength comes from my, my strength comes from the Lord if you if you want that strength seek him <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it wouldn't be lying <laughs> but I was thinking this like why why didn't Samson do this why why does Samson do this why does Samson get caught up in this situation in this awful awful situation but then I think about why we fall for it so many times why we fall short knowing we know what's right know what's wrong <laughs> but still fall short Bible says evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse it has gotten worse and worse I mean there's things <laughs> even on like family friendly TV shows and movies and whatever things like why, why did they say that why are they dressed like that I can't watch that anymore <laughs> or things that, that according to the world it's just family friendly is acceptable why, why is that there oh, I can't I, I, let me stay away from that website then okay <laughs> or, or then they'll get on another thing well, why is that there and well, fine, I'll just get off my devices. I'll just go outside then. And then even out in public, why are they dressed like that? Why are they saying that? <laughs> There's just no way, it seems, to get away from these things. <laughs> and even with uh, the things that people will say or to try to, <laughs> or the opportunities that we have, to say what's on our mind to people sometimes. <laughs> when we want to let people, when we want to give people a piece. <laughs> there's, a, there's a term, I, I don't know how new it is, but it's a term that people use in online gaming and in social media for people called trolls. <laughs> and these people, they might not be bitter themselves, but it's their 
lifelong goal to make everyone else mad and bitter. (laughs) They just want to stir the pot. They might not be mad themselves or bitter, but they want to do whatever they can, comment whatever they want to, say whatever they want to, just to fire you up. (laughs) Annabeth was talking last week about dropping your stones even though, uh, and not trying to hurt people that hurt you, but it's like some people intentionally put targets on them saying, hit me, hit me, go ahead, throw that stone at me just for pleasure. (laughs) They just try to make you better. (laughs) And I mean, but apart from my message, what you can do with that is just, love. They can't do anything to love. (laughs) They're saying whatever they want to about you, about your family, about, hey, I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm here for you. What can they say to that? What can they say to that? (laughs) And um, even though how easy it is, how we're surrounded by all these things, I kind of have to watch myself sometimes and talk, when I talk about how easy it is, because I've come to realize if I talk about how easy it is to disobey God or to sin or to mess up, it's actually my flesh trying to justify it. But really, nothing can justify sin. The only thing that justifies is the blood of Jesus justifies us. When we confess our faults, doesn't he, his blood does not justify sin. His blood just justifies us. And ultimately, we could try to avoid all the temptations of this world, the way the anger, the bitterness, lust. But ultimately, it comes down to our heart. Ultimately, it comes down to do we have the fear of the Lord? Not just faith in the Lord, but fear in, of the Lord. Balaam was confident in the Lord. He was a man that would, he would talk to God, pray to God. And he knew, he was confident the Lord would answer him. And the Lord did answer him over and over again. But he didn't have the fear of the Lord. And he kept looking for ways around what God told him. Whenever uh, these people came to Balaam saying, curse the, curse the children of Israel. And Balaam said, I'll see whatever God says. That's, I'm going to do that. I'll do that. And God said, don't go with these people. Don't go with these people. Don't curse Israel. Bless Israel. And uh, Balaam did that at first. But then when they came back, Balaam's like, okay, well, let me ask God again, even after God already told him what to do. He was trying to look for a loophole around God's word. He's trying to look for a way. He didn't have the fear of the Lord. But now in a different situation, Lot, he was, Lot was in a bad place from bad choices he made. But he had the fear of the Lord. He was called a, just in uh, 2 Peter 2 
says, uh, this is talking about what happened to Lot, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with the overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly, and delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. See, the difference was, is that Lot wasn't looking for these things, even though it was all around him. He's like, I can't, I can't take part of this. I can't take part of this. I fear the Lord. I got to keep God. I got to trust God. I got to obey him. And you know what happened? Even when those sinful people and those vile sinful people tried to get into his house, they tried to get into his life, the Lord sent angels and they shut him in and they shut that sin out. If your confidence is in the Lord and you have the fear of the Lord, it doesn't matter what comes against you. The Lord's going to shut you in and shut it out. He's going to get that sin, that problem, the thing that would try to destroy you. If you have the fear of the Lord, He's going to keep you from these other things. He can't, the Lord can't make a way of escape for you if you're not looking for that way. If you're trying to seek the things of this world instead of seeking that way of escape, He can't be faithful to make a way of escape for you if you're not going to look for it. Are we looking for His way? If we, now, if, we're, if we believe, if we have the fear of the Lord, I mean, that's, that is faith. If we acknowledge him, that his ways are higher, that he is God Almighty, that it's not, what, it's not what I can do or anything, it's what he can do in our lives. And my ways, my ways will lead to destruction, but his ways lead to life. That's faith. <laughs> but yet sometimes we can get caught up. Well, he's, he's faithful. He's faithful. The Lord is faithful. I'm a, and just like, oh, I'm a man of faith. But just the phrase, God is faithful, it doesn't void. Faith without works is dead. <clears throat> we still need to seek Him. We still need to pray. We still need to fast. You can be so confident in the Lord, but it's not going to do a thing if you don't seek Him. If you don't keep him first. But don't we walk by faith and not by sight? If you don't have works, if you don't have the fear of the Lord, if you're not seeking the Lord, you're just a dead man walking by faith. It's not going to accomplish anything. You can be so confident that you become complacent. Talk yourself out of seeking the Lord. In Hebrews 11, we call this the uh, Heroes of Faith chapter. All these people, like, they were faithful. All these people were faithful to God. They knew that God was faithful. But in Hebrews 11, 11 and 6, it says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him, for he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently have faith in Him, or diligently believe in Him. No, 
diligently seek him. All these people in Hebrews 11 didn't just believe on the Lord. They had action that went along with it. Abraham didn't just know that God was faithful. He knew God was, uh, he had to take his son and uh, be willing to sacrifice him. But because he did, the Lord was faithful and delivered. Moses had to uh, go through all those things in the wilderness and then be used to the Lord before God could deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt. They didn't just have faith, they acted on it. They sought the Lord. We can't just be people of faith. We need to be people that seek the Lord. Second Chronicles 7 and 14, very familiar scripture. It says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and will heal their land. Need to... <clears throat> got to be people that of with the fear of the Lord that seek him. We have we can't it can't be a mindset where it's like God where where we're only wanting to get what we can get from God. Let me let me get all I can from you. Now of course we should seek after all that he has for us and stuff but but it can't be all like all about like God let me have this, let me have this or or I can't serve you. God, if you can't give me this, I don't think I'd be able to serve you. If that's the case, then who is the master? Who is the servant? You can't try to hold God hostage with your desires. You can't try to hold God hostage with, God, if you give me this, God, if you let this happen, then I'll serve you, then I'll fear you. If that's our mindset, then we've Become the master. But if we end up having the fear of the Lord and Reverend Cinnamon putting the Lord in his place as master and knowing that it's not about what, what, I, what can I get, what can I get, but how can I serve you? How can I please you? How can I put a smile on your face, God? If it's about that, if we take our place as servant and child, then the Lord takes his place as Lord and Father and Master and by extension provider, way maker, healer, deliverer, everything that we need him to do. If we put ourselves in the right place, then he can be available to deliver and put himself where he belongs as the master. We it can't can't be about what I can it's how about it's about how I can please the Lord. When it, whenever and even living for the Lord, we can't have a mindset of what can I get away like battling like what can I get away with? How can I find a way around this word, uh, around this word or this commandment? We need to have a mindset like, I, I want to put a smile on your face, God. How can I do that? How can I compliment that? Whew, there's, I was thinking the other day, you know, whenever you've been on a long trip or maybe a loved one 
or something's been on a long trip or something, and they come back, and you're so glad they're back, and they're so glad that you're there, and they just got the biggest smile on their face. That's what I want. I can't, I can't wait. I mean, in the way in Scripture where we get to hear him say, uh, well done, good and faithful servant. It does sound very formal and stuff in this scripture, but I, I really like to think, like, if he loves us as much as he does, that when he says that, I'm just going to see just the biggest smile on his face. Like, you made it. I can't wait to see that smile. I can't wait to see that smile. <clears throat> Got to seek him. Got to seek him first, not just believe in him, but seek him. We can't just be people of faith, but we got to be people of the fear of the Lord. God, God, uh, when we have faith in the Lord, it actually requires a response from us. When uh, in Acts two, when uh, Peter's preaching to all of these nations, to all of these people, when he's preaching Jesus to them that they crucified the Lord, all of these people. It says they were pricked in their hearts. And what happened at that moment, they got the revelation that, these, that this person they crucified was Jesus. They got the revelation that Jesus is Lord. So they, they have faith. But it didn't stop there. <laughs> and they knew it didn't stop there because they said to those people, men and brethren, what shall we do? Well, you believe. <laughs> you know Jesus is Lord. <laughs> but they knew there was more than just believing. And so they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Faith requires a response from us. So in one place, in another place in Acts, Paul said to these disciples, have you received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? We can't just be people believing. We can't just be a believing people. We can't just be people of faith. We got to be a fear of people. We got to be a fear in people, people that keep his word, a people that live in the fear of the Lord. A people that seek His will, that seek all of His word. Not, I mean, if you believe in Him, why wouldn't you believe what all His word says? Why wouldn't you keep His word? Why wouldn't you do what all His word says? If you know how almighty and awesome He is, and that He holds our very breath in His hand, why wouldn't we want to follow him and serve him? In Luke 12 and uh, 28, it says, if Then God so clothed the grass, which is today in the field and tomorrow is cast in the oven, how much more will he clothe you, you, O ye of little faith? And by the way, this is Jesus talking to his disciples, saying, And seek ye not what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind, for all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. 
but rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Can't just believe. And I'm not talking against believing and having faith, but we can't stay there. We can't just, we can't let our confidence become complacency. We, Samson lost his strength because he didn't seek God's will first. We, this consecration that we have when we pray, when we seek the Lord, it's a weapon. Don't let this world, don't let the enemy try to talk you out of your consecration, out of your weapon, out of seeking the Lord. In 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5, it says, Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that assaulted itself against the knowledge of God and bringeth into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We can't let our confidence keep uh, trick us, our confidence in the Lord trick us into dropping our weapons of seeking Him, of praying, of fasting. In, uh, in Matthew 4, when Jesus was in the wilderness, the devil was trying to talk Him out of His weapons. The devil was trying to tempt Him out of using... Uh, Jesus was praying and, and pray, uh, fasting for 40 days. And the devil said, if you're the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. You're faithful. You're able to do these things. You're able to do these things. So why, why continue fasting? <laughs> don't, let it, don't let the devil try to talk you out of praying, out of seeking. Don't out of put in a, putting a, I guess I could say a false confidence. A pastor was talking about uh, David and Goliath Sunday. Uh, Saul and the children of Israel, they had the fear of Goliath. But David had the fear of the Lord. And David was confident that he would be able to overcome Goliath, that he would be able to slay Goliath. David knew that the Lord would be able to deliver Goliath into his hand. He was confident. He's, he's delivered this bear into my hand. He's delivered this lion in my hand. This giant's going to be no different. He was confident. But that did not stop David from doing some seeking. Before he got to Goliath, he did some seeking first for some weapons. Oh, <laughs> wonder if the devil went to him. David, if you know that you're going to beat Goliath, why are you looking for weapons? You know God's going to deliver. Why, why are you looking for these stones? Don't let the devil try to talk you out of your weapons. Don't let the devil try to talk you out of prayer. God's faithful. God's going to make a way in our prodigals. God's faithful. He's able to deliver. Why, why go to prodigal prayer? He is faithful. Isn't God faithful? Don't get away from that mindset. Faith without works is dead. God answers our prayers. 
Don't talk yourself out of praying, seeking, and seeking the Lord. Now, God is the one that makes a way. God's, God can do whatever He wants to with or without prayer and seeking Him and fasting and all these things. But our prayer still initiates the answer. We can't... It, when we pray and seek Him and, uh, and God answers our prayer... Do you believe it happened because of your prayer? Do you believe it happened because of your fasting, because of your consecration, or because of someone, everyone else's prayers? <laughs> now, while God does get all the glory, God gets all the glory for when prayers are answered, people delivered and saved and set free, it still takes us. It's, we can't take ourselves out of the equation. Give yourself some credit. Not some glory, but some credit. It takes your prayers. If you don't believe that your prayers, that you're seeking, that you're, when you seek the Lord and have the fear of the Lord, if you don't believe that your prayers and seeking Him are making a difference, then why even pray? If you go on a fast and you don't even believe that your fast is going to make a difference, why even fast? Just, just eat a sandwich. <laughs> if you don't think your fasting and your consecration is going to make a difference, then just eat. Do we have confidence in our Christ? Do we have sure our confidence should be in the Lord, but do we have confidence that our prayers are making a difference? Or is it everyone else's prayers? That's that's uh, I, I've I've gotten to where I'll actually say this when I'm praying for when I'm praying per, uh, in my personal time or when I'm praying pe for people. I'll I've gotten to where I'll say. I'm believing a difference because of my prayers, because of these prayers. And that's not me boasting or anything. That's just me believing that my prayers are making a difference. That's faith. I can't, I can't think it's just going to be because of everyone else's prayers. I got to believe it's because of mine. Because if, if, we get, if everyone's in a mindset where, oh, it's everyone else's prayers and fasting is making a difference. Then, then everyone else is like, well, it's their prayers that's making the difference. Or those other, oh, it's their prayers. Then no one truly has faith that their prayers, their personal prayers, are even making a difference. But we need to have confidence that in our own cries, in our own prayers, in our consecration, that it makes a difference. <clears throat> that's how, now I, I titled this message, Faith to fear, but they they don't. I, I didn't. I don't really mean it as we have to get out of faith and go to fear. Actually, on when I was on the way here, it kind of came to me that uh, we need to have the faith to fear the Lord. They complement each other. 
because we're this, if we keep our place as the servant and know that he's Lord, the Lord God Almighty, we can be confident that he hears us, that he answers us, that he makes a way in our lives no matter what our situation is. In Psalm 34, oh wait, sorry, I'm skipping ahead. In 1 John 5, 14, it says, And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us, and we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, not someone else asks, but whatsoever we ask, make it personal, know that when I seek the Lord, he's going to hear me, he sees my consecration, he sees my fear in him, fear of him, and he's going to make a way in my life. Says, and we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. And in Psalm 34 and 4, it says, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. When we have the fear of the Lord, we don't have to fear anything else. We don't have to fear the enemy. We don't have to fear any weapons that try to come against us. We don't have to fear our situations. If we have the fear of the Lord. I'm uh, closing if they want to come to the music. But even after, even if we uh, mess things up and where where it goes just back to faith and try to turn our confidence into complacency and not seek the Lord, he's... He's still, God is still faithful. Even after, Samson, after Samson's mistake, uh, <clears throat> after the Lord departed from Samson in uh, Judges 16 and 20, in uh, verse 21, it says, The Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with fetters of brass, and he did grind in the prison house, howbeit the hairs of his head began to grow again after that he was shaven. Now, Samson did lose some things. He lost his eyesight. He probably lost a whole lot of pride. But that was probably for his good. He had to get that lust of the eyes out of his life. He, he, he didn't have to deal with lust of the eyes after that. He had to some things had to die in his life. And he, he had to realize he had to have his confidence in the Lord. He had to have the fear of the Lord. And it says the hair of his head began to grow again. And um, unless someone has a, a very serious medical condition, it doesn't matter what gender you are. It doesn't matter if it's on your head on your back, in your nose, hair is always going to grow. Hair is constantly growing. Even when we do fail and fall short and don't have, and we mess up and don't keep God first, He's still always reaching out. He's still always making a way for us to put Him first, for us to get back to Him, to live in reverence and fear of Him. And for him to make a way in our lives. And even after this mistake with Samson, 
he's, he prayed one more prayer to the Lord in uh, verse 28. said, O oh Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me. I pray thee only this once, so God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood and on which it was borne up, one with the right hand, the other with the left. And Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might. And the house fell upon the Lord's and upon all the people that were therein. So the dead which he slew at his death were more than which he slew in his life. Even, even though Samson had this awful mistake, he still cried out to the Lord. And the Lord heard him. He, had to, he did have to get rid of some things. Some stuff still had to happen in his life. He had to die to some things, if you may. But the Lord answered his final prayer. The Lord was faithful when Samson had the fear of the Lord. In Psalm 118, he said, Let now them that fear the Lord say his mercy endureth forever. I called upon the Lord in distress. And he said now, uh, sorry, back up uh, to verse 4. He said, this is them that fear the Lord. This isn't just to people that believe in him. This is just, this is to people that have the fear of the Lord. It says in verse 5, I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can men do unto me? In Ecclesiastes 7 and 18, everyone can stand. It is good that thou shouldest take hold of this. Yea, also from this withdraw not thine hand. For he that feareth God woo, shall come forth of them all. When we have the fear of the Lord, when we seek him in his kingdom and his righteousness first, he is faithful. When we seek Him, He saves. He makes a way. <clears throat> I do want to open up these altars tonight. And I want to ask that if, uh, if any of us have gotten into a mindset where we've gotten so confident, so caught up in just faith in the Lord, but it, we don't pray, we don't seek Him, we don't keep His Word. I want us to come to these altars and ask that we, that we can get ourselves into the right mindset where we'll seek Him, where, where we can put ourselves in the right place as servants and make Him Lord. Let's all come to these altars. Let us not get complacent in our confidence, but in our confidence and expectation, let us seek Him, serve Him, and fear the Lord. And know that He is faithful to deliver us. He's faithful to make a way. Woo! Praise God.
Oh, we ought to lift up a praise to the Lord. People still receiving the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues. It's still happening. God, we give you praise tonight. We give you praise tonight. We just want everything that the Lord's got for us. And but I tell you, you could feel it when the gears changed, when he was praying, <laughs> when he lifted that head up. said, here comes the Lord. Thankful. Just a few weeks ago, he was baptized in Jesus' name, filled the Holy Ghost. We're thankful. Man, he's just got a lot of great things coming. Got a, got a great little family getting engaged, man. Going to, boy, I tell you, God just blessing them and blessing them and blessing them. We're thankful. Thankful for this wonderful little family that God sent our way. And we're thankful for what the Lord's doing. Great message tonight, Brother Chris. Great message tonight. Fantastic. Uh, I kept thinking when he said Ecclesiastes, I thought, well, he's going to finish up with that. But at the very end of the book of Ecclesiastes, the writer said, well, let us hear the whole conclusion of the matter. Sum it up. And so he said, here it is fear God and keep the commandments for this is the whole duty of man he didn't leave no wiggle room in there he said this is it this is the whole duty of man fear God keep the commandments but I tell you it's a fantastic word tonight great reminder great inspiration and just uh, greatly done praise God I appreciate the word of the Lord how about you let's give the Lord another hand clap and just a shout of praise in this house tonight the Lord is faithful. Woo! I tell you, Brother Chris, you just did tremendous. He laid a great foundation in reminding us about the Lord before we just jumped into the meat of the message. And that's something that in, with any message you hear, always remember first. I don't know if this message is going to lift me up or knock me down, but I know before I hear it, the Lord is faithful. <laughs> so if he's either lifting me up or knocking me down, he knows what he's doing. The Lord is faithful. And uh, I, I, I like the way he did that tonight. So I want you to remember, whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, whatever, you, whatever this did for you tonight, God's faithful. And it was from the Lord. And so God's just wanting to know, I've got you. If I have to shake you a little bit to get your attention, I've still got you. I'm faithful. If I'm patting you on the back because, man, you're, you're doing a good job right now, he's faithful. If he's Wearing you out because you've been sideways, hey, he's still faithful. And God does not want to lose anybody. It's not his will that any perish. That's, a, that's what he said. He said in one place, have I any pleasure at all in the death of the wicked? He, people think, well, God just it probably gets, just makes his day when somebody. No, nobody. Because he doesn't want anybody to perish. And so he says, I don't have any pleasure at all in those things. He said, I would rather they turn get back on track and so that's what God does with us hey I don't want to lose you turn around come back to me serve me fear me keep my commandments amen praise God hey invite somebody to church on Sunday God's going to do great things we're looking for the Lord just pour out his spirit hey if you hadn't been baptized in Jesus name come Sunday ready to be baptized in Jesus name we're going to have this baptistry ready. We're going to just plan on by faith, baptizing people in his name. So you come on expecting, believing. If you know someone, you got a loved one needs to be baptized in his name, start talking to them tonight. Tell them about the goodness of Jesus. Tell them about the gospel. Tell them, hey, he died for you. 
and let them believe and be baptized and be saved. Amen. Glory to God. Have a great night. Be safe. You can be dismissed in the fear of the Lord.